This episode of Cox and Friends is brought to you by Rodeos. Let's go. And welcome back to another stunning edition of Cox and Friends. I am your host, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, and this is the podcast you didn't know you needed and probably don't. And we are here with friends, Abby Cox, with us again. Abby, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's always great to have you. Kirsten Rappling, my chief of staff. Kirsten. Hey, and I, you know, I was just thinking now that your son's back from his mission, maybe he should come play that, our music in live. Oh, we could get yeah. him to do that. Yeah. yeah, except his partners in crime aren't back yet either. So we've got, oh, a, we've got a little work to do with that. Owen Fuller over there. Doing hey. Something. Yeah, back in action, and my <laughs> mic is working now, too. Here we are. <laughs> yep. we're, we're glad you're here, Now Owen. that everybody's not listening. <laughs> yes, hey, well, we had a good run. <laughs> we are uh, we are very excited. We, we're missing, I should say, um, John Cox. That's and, why yes. we're excited. Yes, sorry. Yeah. We're very excited. <laughs> Those microphone hogs are the worst. We'll that, get a uh, word in today. That, that foreign laugh you hear back there is uh, is <laughs> a, a friend of our... I, so let, let me start here. Um, several weeks ago, I had an opportunity to sit on a... I guess it was a panel or we interviewed each other. I don't know. A, 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 fireside, a chat fireside chat without any fireside. That, that's, yeah. that's it. We'll call it that. Yeah. And uh, we we did that here in Salt Lake um, with, uh, I can't, we, that's it. That's right. We've been yeah. doing a lot of events. I have. Lately. EDC Utah. That's Teresa right. I think Foxley it was a chamber. Her outfit, yep. It was Teresa Foxley. And we were talking about um, corporate incentives and economic growth and, and the future of that. And it was, I, I absolutely loved it and thought we've got got to get Mike Grella on the pod with us. So Mike Grella, welcome. Gracias. <laughs> We're so, it is, it is so excited great. to have you it's, here. It's great to be here and uh, I'm nervous. I'll be honest oh, with you. I've, yeah. I've, yeah. I've done hundreds of yeah. public speeches in front of hundreds and millions of people before, but this is, you're all very intimidating. We're going to get into your personal details. It's nothing to be concerned about. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, I have to say, Mike is the least nervous person I've ever met. Um, he's chill. He's hilarious. He's a lot of fun to hang out with. And best of all, he is wearing right now, um, you can't see this because you're not in studio with us, but he is wearing a number two Utah Jazz jersey for the uh, the great Joe Ingles. Woo-hoo. The incomparable Aussie Joe Ingles. And so I have to give credit to my good friend Jared, who's next to me, who helped coin the term. So for those of you who can't see me, which I guess is everyone who's not in this room. <laughs> we'll take a picture. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am wearing a uh, sport jacket, uh, black sneakers, uh, business slacks, and a Joe Ingalls jersey. And it was dubbed Business Jasual. Oh, there we go. There we go. Now we, trending on Twitter. I yeah. think all Fridays should be business casual or just or just casual. I don't know. Maybe the rest of the week. So we, uh, Mike, Mike has a, a, an array of. I mean, I've seen you in a in a Rudy Gobert jersey as well, uh, riding a steel bull, which we'll be talking about. It's it's yeah. true. So so uh, it, while while we are recording this, we are in the middle of the National Governors Association being here in Utah, and we're very excited to have uh, multiple governors. I don't know. 20 plus governors here. Yeah. And Close uh, to 30, I think. yeah, so so last night they went to the rodeo. They went to the days of 47. Yesterday mm-hmm. was the 24th. We're recording this on the 25th. And uh, they they had a great time, but but prior to going to the rodeo, you actually got on a mechanical bull. I think they had one for for the first time. It you, was my first rodeo, my first mechanical bull and uh, my first herniated disc and, du- <laughs> and double groin injury. So <laughs> how, all in how all, many it, seconds though was it worth it? I, I made it to 8, but then right. again, my friend Jared who's like the uh, 
rodeo scoring savant said that I would have been issued uh, either a 10 second penalty or I wouldn't have even gotten a score, apparently. Yeah, that, that second hand came into action uh, pretty pretty quickly it, on it, that. It, it did, and I should have just let myself fall because it looked nice and comfy yeah. on the ground. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it was one of the more awkward mechanical bull rides I've seen, but you, you did some editing. It was in slow motion. It was in black and white. It was music. I think you had some Bon Jovi that, playing that in the background. That would be wanted, dead, or alive, so I spent six hours last night yeah. editing a 30-second video. Video clip so that it said, "On a steel horse I ride, one and dead or alive." Just as you saw my face uh, uh, having a groin pull, yeah. So it, was, it, was, it, was, it was like perfectly timed, where it was yeah. like you probably felt sorry for me, or you had this incredible sense of Schadenfreude, where you were like, "That's so cool. He looks really hurt," yeah. which is how my three daughters are whenever they see, you know, "Oh, let's go beat up Daddy," and they it's the best time of year whenever they can uh, inflict so injury. When our what? listeners find out who he actually is, the story is going to be even more mind blowing. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yes, yes, I can't wait. We haven't even done an it's introduction awesome. yet, but right. but I have to say, how, how was the road? And, and now, by the way, you, you're really excited to be able to say it's not your first rodeo. Next Rodeo, I can say it's not my first rodeo. Last (laughs) night, I could say it is my first rodeo. And it was impressions. It was it was fantastic. It was um, it was America. Like if I had to say like (laughs) one adjective or superlative, the rodeo was America. It was the best that this country has to offer. Just every friends, neighbors, family giving away over a million dollars. And and cowboys with really cool first names like Colt and Zeke and where were the other ones? Like you didn't hear Duke. like yeah like yeah like there was no like Irv or Nathan or Timmy like it was just really like born to be cowboy names and I uh, I blame my parents for naming me Michael when I could have turned out to be so much more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have to say uh, apparently the Texans were giving us a hard time because our rodeos are too small and I just stick it Texans that's yeah. th- we're we're just gonna say that because we have some amazing rodeos. In fact, Abby and I have been to four rodeos in two weeks. Um, we do love rodeos. First of all, let me let me put that out there. In fact, uh, my my parents got divorced when I was ten. My mom dated uh, a bull rider for uh, several months oh. during that time period. I started wearing very large belt buckles and uh, oh. Wrangler jeans. And, Is there uh, photographic evidence anywhere? There, there's some. Not much, but there's some out there. So really got into rodeo for, for a period of, <laughs> of my life. But I also have to say, um, you know, when people ask, well, why have you been to so many this year? Um, highest concentration of Republicans I- anywhere in the world at a rodeo, it's it's like ninety nine point five. I mean, it's it, a lot of a lot of I want to meet the point five. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they were governors from other states, and this was a, this was their first rodeo. So uh, we were at the Ogden rodeo that, last night, though, while everybody else was at the Days of Forty Seven. Incredible rodeo! Just uh, we we got to help crown Miss Rodeo Utah. So it was a uh, it was a great night. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. fantastic young young lady. So, um, but that's not why we're here at all. Even though we've just spent ten minutes uh, talking rodeo <laughs> so I mentioned that that Mike and I were, were talking about uh, about corporate incentives and, and Mike what do you just for our listeners give give sure. your bio your your background um, Amazon is is big part the, of it. the big part of this yeah, yeah, but yeah. Y- you you've done a lot of things in your life and no, uh, not really I haven't <laughs> um, oh done I've done a lot of things, but you sure, mean like accomplishments sure. uh, yeah. yeah let's let's talk yeah. about your accomplishments okay. and okay. how you how so, you got where you are today okay so 
my biggest accomplishment is uh, being married to a woman who's much prettier and smarter and better than me and having three mm. beautiful, Aww. healthy daughters and uh, two cats. That's a really big part of my life as well. Um, from a professional perspective, uh, I've been doing economic development for about 24 years, did about 17 on the advisory side working with uh, pretty large multinational public-private corporations, helping them with site selection, economic development, uh, public policy issues, and uh, you know, really uh, helping catalyze expansion for uh, my corporate clients. And then was recruited by Amazon in 2012, moved out to Seattle, and uh, launched their global economic development function, spent seven years at Amazon, got to see the world and see this great country, and uh, work closely with uh, the governor and uh, uh, another unsung hero of uh, economic development, Senator Wayne Harper. Got to know him uh, over the years, and mm. uh, it's been, uh, it was a great ride, and now I'm launching my own uh, new venture that's really, I call it Economic Development 4.0, which is about looking at uh, Industry 4.0, uh, disruptive technologies, how it's going to change our lives and communities and, and organizations and really transform society, look at uh, corporate social responsibility, sustainability, and how those in all intersect and what are uh, our respective obligations as public private citizens and communities and constituents and taxpayers, and how can we do this better to uh, promote resilient, inclusive uh, prosperity that uh, you know really affects as many people as possible and kind of have the rising tide lift all boats and have that be maintained. So, uh, you know, I love hearing you speak. Uh, can I call you Lieutenant Governor? <laughs> Lieutenant I Dan? Mean, you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can call me anything. You can, okay. you, we can stick with Spencer for the pod, okay. so it's all yeah. good. No, it's, it's, it's been great. Uh, I was just going to say yeah. from a branding yeah. standpoint, I really like that 4.0. Yeah. It goes over a lot better than if you'd said like a 3.7 or like a 3.5 <laughs> or, you know. No, if you wanted to go with my college GPA, yeah. you know, economic development uh, 2.1. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. My parents are like, no, you did better than that, son. We're really proud of you. Yeah. Um, you don't want your daughters to do that either. Yeah. It just, you know, the, the 2.1 um, thing. So. You know, no, not really. <laughs> So, so I mean, a lot to unpack from from what you've been uh, from what you just mentioned. I mean, some great stuff in there. Things that we've we've talked about on the podcast before. Um, can we uh, can we talk about HQ two? Yeah, sure. Are you tired of talking about that. So, um, let just let's get that piece out of the way. Um, <laughs> the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. Mm. HQ two. So, for for those of, of our listeners who don't know, of course, Amazon made a lot of news with the announcement several months ago, uh, many months ago. They were going. To uh, they were going to look for a second headquarters and where they were going to put that, and all fifty states were were bidding against each other, trying to find a way to uh, to get Amazon to come to their state. I don't remember that forty thousand jobs, seventy thousand, whatever, fifty thousand jobs. I don't remember what the number yeah, was. They, it was they should a, have hired Austin Powers, like two million jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, I just know it was a lot of jobs, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, we could have employed every person in the state of Utah <laughs> who uh, who is and might want to be employed at some point. So, um, and and then. The, the decision was made to kind of divide that up between Virginia yeah. and New York, um, and then uh, AOC steps in, and, and there's a lot of controversy, and, and New York rejects, or Amazon rejects, or mutual rejection. On Valentine's Day, by the way. I, oh, you that's remember so it well. So my, well, so my friends that are in Long Island City and that do economic development in 
the folks in the community there. They actually, more than anyone else that's a casual observer, they all talk about, like, you know, Valentine's Day massacre <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or, or the breakup or the unrequited love. And I'm like, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff going on, lots of, lots of feelings. But uh, for my friends in Long Island City, and I have many, um, they're extremely positive and bullish about the, the, the road ahead. There's a lot of great things happening on the Animal Basin and, uh, you know, too many strategic assets for it not to have a bright future. But sure, shoot. So what went right, what went wrong? Just, just give us your, your thoughts. Uh, what went right? Now, don't take my pregnant pauses. I can't think of anything that went right. <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell you what went right. Uh, Stephen Murray, if you know who he is, he's the CEO of uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, Virginia Economic Development Partnership, who I consider a friend. And he used to uh, be the uh, Secretary of Commerce for Louisiana. And before that, he was a superstar at McKinsey. Uh, he did a great job with his colleagues and the governor's office, really this interconnected, I'd almost call it like a neural network of stakeholders working together and collaborating. Uh, the incentive package that Virginia offered was only about 1.3, I say only, like, <laughs> you know, because we're all raking in billions. Um, it, modest compared to the $7 billion that Maryland offered and some of the other jurisdictions. It was very heavy on workforce money. It was, uh, I believe, it's around a billion-dollar commitment over 10 years to invest in the university community technical college system. Uh, the Commonwealth leaned in very heavily on workforce talent, human capital development, uh, really interesting, uh, you know, I'd call next-gen plans for how to address catalyzing jobs, preparing the workforce of tomorrow, K through 12, addressing existing more mature workforce issues and opportunities so they did a lot of things right um and so i have to ask you, you know, wear it like a john wall jersey when you're uh visiting virginia <laughs> I, 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 has that, does that work with the uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean the, washington was i don't know I'm just, I just, <laughs> sorry it's okay <laughs> it's okay um Let's rephrase what went wrong to like what could be done better next time. I like that. Uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let, yeah. let, I am just the eternal optimist in the glass half full. Well, because I want to talk yeah. about one of the things you talk yeah. about is yeah. the, the future of this type. I, I'm glad you focused on yeah. workforce development in uh, in Virginia because I know you and I both believe yeah. that that's incentives instead of you know writing checks to companies. We yeah. should be focusing on those things that have right. longer lasting potential. Yeah, it, it's. I talk about investing in anchor public institutions, and so I consider those pillars to be uh, social infrastructure like YMCA, health clinics, institutions that promote positive uh, social and socioeconomic outcomes, higher education, public infrastructure. Those are the types of investments that create resiliency in economies, whether they're rural, exurban, suburban, or, or, or urban. And so instead of taking monies and saying we're going to pick winners or losers you take that money you build up these institutions that you know, promote better health outcomes that reduce infant mortality that give people hope that give people career ladders to increase prosperity that address the issues of economic inequality that exist in a lot of parts of this country and it may take a generation, but that's really how you tackle these issues. You don't tackle them by saying, okay, I'm gonna give you five million, I'm gonna give you eight million, because it's really hard to keep track of how much of a difference did that check make to a company 
that you know, has a market cap of billions or more dollars and you know how is that money used if it was well it's because we're bringing the jobs my perspective on subsidies are they should be used and i said this in in our last conversation in a very laser focused way to solve for very particular uh, policy issues that the free market doesn't address or hasn't addressed, like a food desert, or you don't have a hospital within 50 miles, so you offer tax-exempt bonds or an abatement to encourage a hospital to be in the area. And so looking at those types of projects, if there's a lack of affordable or market rate housing and you're not able to attract that millennial talent, giving that money to universities that are incubating startups and doing a lot of interesting moonshot type of research projects. That's where I think uh, government taxpayer dollars can be best justified because the outcomes uh, almost certainly return a tangible benefit to the community. And it's not, you're also from a political standpoint, not going to be looked at if the, the project doesn't bring the jobs and you've invested that money in workforce development and you've invers- invested in infrastructure and you've invested in better health outcomes and public transportation, um, you know, you're, you're going to be okay. You're going to survive. If you write a big fat check and the jobs never materialize or they disappear, um, you know, uh, whether you're the consultant or you're the elected official, uh, you, you want to quickly, you know, crawl into that dark corner and just pretend you had nothing to do with it. So I have a question when Amazon's going through this decision making process, how much of it is focused on sort of the intangibles of that that place brings and then, you know, other factors that are uh, not related to incentives and how much of it is about the incentives of a particular state or region? Well, I can't speak. I wasn't involved with HQ2, which uh, which isn't a bad thing. I was busy uh, helping the cloud computing business build out its global infrastructure footprint. So I would defer to uh, Holly Sullivan and, and the team that did the deal. Uh, I think it's always uh, instructive to look back at what the RFP said and what the language was in uh, in the RFP in terms of what was important. And so I don't recall it word for word, but you know that, that I would use as the starting point. I would always emphasize that you know, community partnerships, collaboration, sustainability, again, building these mutual beneficially partnerships, anchor institutions, um, you know, incubating small business. I would say you know, from an Amazon perspective, going to a community where you could partner with Main Street retailers and have them go from brick and mortar to omni-channel where they can be selling online and serve global markets. Like those would be the type of things if I was in the room, and again, I wasn't, that I'd be talking to communities about. I'd be talking about, hey, we are, we try and strive to be very good environmental citizens. Here's what we're gonna be doing from a renewable energy or energy efficient construction practice and and perspective. So I definitely think that the intangibles are extremely important. And uh, I would say that the numbers, you know, have to pencil out to the satisfaction of the people that ran the project. So it really would be, you know, they'd have to look at it and say, yep, the numbers work. And the fact is, Amazon did not choose the areas that offered the most incentives. So that's really, I think, sort of the mad libs for everyone else to fill out you know, adjective, noun, verb of what you think about the fact that where they went and why they went there and how that all turned out. But at the end of the day, it was not, you know, the the cities or states that offered the most amount of money. So there's obviously an emphasis on talent and other intangibles. Cool. 
We're going to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about a, a few things you touched on before, kind of the future of the economy. And, and you actually have some questions you want to ask us, I believe. So I do. Okay. All right. Nice. We're dangerous, but we're going we're gonna to do that when we come right back. And welcome back. This segment of Cox and Friends is brought to you by Villanova. Um, so I, Go Wildcats. Wildcats, you're, you're Villanova grad. We are here with the, the great Mike Grella. Mike, uh, so Thank you. you mentioned you, you pack lots of jerseys. I do. I do. The, you uh, got a Villanova jersey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got the Go Bear jersey. I'm wearing the Ingles jersey. You got a Villanova jersey. So I collect the jerseys of all the Villanova players that get drafted. Mm. So uh, I got the Mikel Bridges jersey from Phoenix. I got the. Uh, uh, the Jalen Brunson jersey from uh, Dallas Mavericks. I've got the Josh Hart jersey, which is no good anymore. <laughs> uh, he got <laughs> traded from the Lakers. Yeah. yeah, he's now he's now a Pelican. Fun team to but, watch, though. Yo, they're yeah. going to be super awesome. And so, is there a special affinity? For Zion, because he is named Zion here, is there or not really? We've talked about it. Yeah, I think so. Um, we call him Zions, is what we've said before. <laughs> we pronounce Zion's it a little bank. differently here in Utah. Yeah. So we, oh, uh, we emphasize. Said, oh my God, I said the, it wrong. No, 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 no. no, 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 no you right. did it. It's his name. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can <laughs> he can decide how to say yeah. it. We'll, we'll allow it. But yeah. uh, we can, <laughs> in Utah, you, you can tell if somebody's from Utah or not when they're talking about Zion National Park. If if they if it's is Zion or Zion. So we're, yeah. we're Zion And he's going to have his own national bank, I think. He signed a shoe contract yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So it's going to get really confusing. Yeah. Like when I go to get a mortgage and I'm like, uh, wait, am I getting a mortgage? And you see him and he's like, wow, are you? He's like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, I got your jersey. Can you approve my mortgage application? It's amazing. The folks at Zions will appreciate that. Yeah, so, they, those are the great. innovative a free plug. Yeah. It's a free plug. You you yeah. The actual sponsors. <laughs> brought you, brought yeah. you by both Zions banks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've been talking a little bit about uh, about the future of the economy. Um, I, I wrote a piece about incentives and and how you know I think we should change incentives here in the state of Utah, uh, much along the lines of what yeah. you've just mentioned. Right. Um, I had an interesting conversation. I've got an uncle who works um, for Wells Fargo investors, mm -hmm. so on the, the, the stockbroker side, and he was talking about um, a, a study that was just done, and they were, they were asking people, when it comes to your investments, so investing in stocks, yeah. um, different companies, do you, do you care if they have a social or environmental um, kind of policy or, yeah. or or you know they're focused on those things yeah. that matter and amongst uh, those over age 55 95 percent don't care right just invest in the company that's going to make me the most return on it um what's interesting is for those under the age of i think he said it was 35 anyone under the age of 35 when they asked that question it was almost exactly the reverse 85 percent of them wanted their brokers to only invest in companies that were more socially, environmentally, and otherwise responsible. So, um, big changes again, and and yeah. those are that's not government kind of forcing that. Yeah. That's the market the saying, market. Yeah. demanding this type of thing. And so, um, I, so I want to hear about you know the uh, the the econ economy, the 4.0, where we're headed, what you see the the future looking like. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting topic, very timely. Uh, environmental social governance is definitely the buzzword. It used to be CSR, and now everyone's talking about 
ESG. And what, so you, what you was know, CSR? Uh, corporate uh, Creative Clearwater. No, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> corporate Social <laughs> Responsibility <laughs> Revival. <laughs> it was bad mood very rising. Confused. I, there's just some good <laughs> stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit confused. Sorry. I think it's the altitude. I was told that I'm getting less oxygen. So between that and the herniated disc, I'm just not bringing my A game. We're today. just glad you're here. Yeah, yeah thanks. I appreciate it. But thanks for having me clarify these acronyms. But the you know I don't know how much the the, the data uh, it speaks for itself or data does speak for itself. But you have heard tangentially that the socially conscious companies and investments are actually performing quite well. It used to be you'd make a sacrifice. You could either do good or get a good return on your investment. And there's more parity than there had been there has been in the past. Part of it is. Uh, there's a maturity now in the carbon trading markets. The U.S. United States just launched its first carbon trading market. Congratulations! Last month, called the Entrex uh, Carbon Trading Platform. And so, uh, I don't know if anyone here is familiar with Corsia, but Corsia is the acronym, which I don't know what it stands for, but it's essentially the airline industries partnered together to commit to carbon offsets and carbon neutrality. And so, they're voracious consumers of uh, carbon offsets and essentially incubating renewable energy technology. Plus, you've got the Paris Accord. Even though the U.S. withdrew from that, you still have 100 million countries that are part of it. So a lot of interesting things. So I think that sustainability and these other types of uh, behaviors that are geared towards you know, inclusion and bringing people together and, and again, the, the, uh, the, the rising tide, uh, I believe it's good for business, and I think that the supply and demand is if you are uh, you're voting with your pocketbook where you want your 401k contributions to go, and uh, you know pension funds uh, you, you've got uh, socially active pension funds so you you're going to have your Calpers and your TFs, the teachers, the labor unions. I can tell you that uh, those institutions are very serious about how they view. Uh, environmental social governance. And so when they're picking who they're investing in, they're very conscious about n investing in companies that are consistent with the values of their investors and members. And so I think that the, the free market is moving, uh, continues to move, I think, in a positive direction to incentivize better societal outcomes. Well, we talked about this specifically uh, in our last pod with Davis Smith and Cotopaxi, and they're, mm -hmm. they're a company that's finding tremendous success while bringing this mission of doing good. And he talked a lot about this um, new way of thinking about capitalism. Some people call it creative capitalism. Um, really exciting. And I'm just glad that I barely made the cut, 35, that I'm in the group that <laughs> is there. trying to make we'll it better. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you have some questions for us, Mike. We're gonna we're gonna turn it. Yeah. We're gonna let you ask no, ask away. I, so I, I find it super cool that Utah's got three transformational projects happening on at the same time. You've got the inland port. You've got the uh, airport expansion, mm -hmm. and then you've got the point, point of the, the mountain. mountain. Yeah. Uh, project. So tell me, like what? Are there is there synergy there? Is this just like the stars aligning correctly? These are the types of projects that some states or communities um, you'll see one in your lifetime, and I think it's a very special time to be a Utah. 
Utah well with good. no vowel, Impressive. not a Utah Ian. Yeah. Yeah. it's no. a Utah. You can Utah. keep that jersey. Okay, okay. thank you, yes, thank, thank you. you. I, I knew that there was some sort of right to revoke the jersey <laughs> if it, it's like when I, but yeah, when you miss when you mispronounce like Nevada, yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. There's no Nevada. But, out yeah, here. No, 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 there 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 isn't. We've got so. some cities in Utah that we'll have to try out on you later, yeah. though. <laughs> but yeah, so tell me about these projects and. Uh, what you think they mean for the the future of the economy and future generations? So you you asked the question: uh, it, Did these just happen, or was there some sort of synergy there between them? Yeah. I, I I think the, I mean the airport expansion is something that that has been worked on for a long time that, that we knew was coming. So I th- I'd say it's kind of a standalone. Yeah. Um, the other two, I do think there there is some synergy for sure. Um, the uh, the prison moving out to that area um, on the uh, the what's called the Southwest Corridor out at that that area of Salt Lake, definitely bringing in um, utilities and uh, helping to make that land developable, I think has led to the inland port getting some legs, although it's been a part of Salt Lake uh, city's master plan now for many many years something that we've talked about so so there's definitely some there but um, the point of the mountain commission is something we're we're really excited about um, the the project we just I, I'm the uh, the co-chair of the point of the mountain authority board which is tasked with developing this land once the prison moves and we just hired an executive director out there um, Alan Matheson I think we talked about him on the pod mm-hmm. in a roundabout way <laughs> last last time but he's on board we just met with him today to talk about the uh, the future of that and and my concern, and one we've talked about here, is that that we'll we'll dream too small when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. this unique opportunity. When you have 700 acres right in the heart of the uh, the you know the fastest growing part of our our state, with uh, the the economies booming out there, Silicon Slopes and the things that are happening mm-hmm. there. And so we're 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 worried about that. We uh, we we uh, we might be talking to you a little bit more too about sure. what we can do to uh, to dream big, to make this a place that is uh, that that other states and other communities can look to as a place where we we uh, we solve problems, a place where we we build kind of the city of the future uh, and do it in the right way. Uh, we have a we have a blank canvas, and it could be That's uh, awesome. It could be really cool. So yeah. I'd be interested yeah. in your thoughts. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to tell you and. and Forgive me for pandering. I'm just, I am just—I am a panderer, but I do mean this when I say this, <laughs> uh, that Utahns have a, a special spirit and camaraderie and respect and sense of caring for one another, a commitment to public service and good and trying to achieve positive outcomes that you don't see everywhere that people really care about legacy and you know what are we leaving for our children grandchildren and it's okay to care about the economy and the environment and that's one of the things i really love about when you look at western governors association and particularly in the mountain states they're not mutually exclusive like you get the partisan uh, battering rams in other parts of the country that it's like business or environment and so i think that utah has a really uh, special place that has the momentum of people wanting to solve problems and caring and willing to put their time and money and resources both at an institutional level as well as an individual voter constituent taxpayer level. I think that that's sort of the secret sauce that really is going to make this project special because I I, I don't think you're going to have a problem with dreaming small with what I've seen in my visits here in terms of People really aspire to do great things. And if you're thinking generationally about your children and grandchildren and your cats, 
which is also extremely important. <laughs> Please spay and neuter your animals, people. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. When you said how important you were talking about your, your wife and your daughters, you mentioned your cats. You said that was really important. Now I'm not sure if you're mostly talking about the cats or if that counted for that whole group. <laughs> are you are you more of is it, the, is, is it family wide are the cats in the family? We How do you no, see they're the in, punctuation? No, they're in. The, okay, so <laughs> it was my it was my wife first, girlfriend, then fiance, then wife, then shortly after um, girlfriend, cats, and then kids. But that oh, doesn't cats mean before it's kids. Not, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. in four, Isn't we're there a charity called Cat? You one eight seven seven cats for kids. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. It's not a Utah okay. thing, yeah, but yeah. it sounds well, great. Oh, it's called Cars in for Kids. Sorry, companies lately. Sorry. So yeah, okay. So that <laughs> didn't go over well. Gently used cat or <laughs> <laughs> pre-owned. <laughs> your pre-owned cats. Exactly. We've got we've got zero percent financing for sixty months on these short-haired tabbies. <laughs> I can't, and, and, and I still can't. You didn't, you didn't make it as a rodeo star. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's no, yeah, you mean clown, which is that's okay. Just said, just rodeo star. Let's let's. Yeah. That's a dog whistle for clown if I ever heard one. That's okay. This guy puts you in your yeah. place. We should yeah. keep him around. No, he's great. <laughs> I, I, and my wife like. keeps me in my place. So there's this virtuous cycle of putting other people <laughs> nice. in their place. So yeah, no, family's important. But getting back to the topic at hand for maybe ten more seconds. Um, would you agree that the spirit, again, embodied in the rodeo last night, go America, go Utah, uh, I think that, that there's an intangible there that is going to help fulfill what I think you see as a great vision and a great promise? I see it firsthand on the front lines. Yesterday I was talking with uh, an awesome member of our team with this incredible background, both educationally and professionally, who had started out actually in Shanghai and then... Um, had been here in the States and a few different places. And she decided to come join our company. And this is our first time to really sit down and talk about it in length, at length, you know, like what, what brought you here? She's like, well, there's this incredible duality where there's this great business environment and then the outdoors are just unreal. So she came here with no other connections, you know, no family connections, and she is a real add to our economy. And so I think that it just behooves us to your point when thinking generationally that, uh, yeah, let's keep growing this economy and make this the best place in the world to do business. And let's be great stewards of the land that we have because that uh, they, they actually support each other. Kirsten, you've been involved in the Point of the Mountain. Uh, yeah, it's like my favorite thing ever to talk too, about right now. Yeah, That's true. And you know what? I want to say to Owen's point there, having grown up here in Utah, I didn't know any other way. I didn't realize that it was different elsewhere until I got a lot older or even, you know, into college, I hate to say it, but like we just, the, the way we treat each other here, the way we try to foster these good business environments and innovation and supporting each other in those things, it truly, like the governor always calls it the Utah way and, we, you know, we laugh at ourselves for using that phrase all the time, but it really is for us. This is just who we are and realizing how special that is growing up just pushes us to do that even more. You know, you talk about the history of, you know, and going back, I, I just think history matters. And I think when you come from, I mean, if you think about the history of our state, um, you know, we we left, we came to, we, we left persecution. Well, most of us, most of the pioneer, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that settled this area. So I think that matters in what you're talking about. That that kind of attitude of helping each other and getting through these things, and then and then you go back and look at some of the things that Brigham Young wrote about. He was kind of an environmentalist in for his day. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of environmental consciousness on his part, 
And then yet he, you know, he was, you look at our streets and the way things are lined out, he had a very uh, sort of uh, mind that way, um, planning wise. And so I think the combination you see in the people here today and in, in the state and the environment that we have. So should we talk about some of the cool things we should do at the point of the mountain? Uh, when, when do oh. I get to share okay. ten Are you terrible sure you high ideas? We're going, to, we're going to give Owen the mic for just a minute. And, and, and if you could help us out, Mike, uh, really shutting him down on most of this, that would be helpful. No, I, so my one suggestion is um, I like the idea of when you've got these projects to come up with a curated soundtrack for each project beautiful so oh, yes. mountain like, like Love it. so yeah. like mountain song by jane's addiction if it, one of yes. my favorite songs I, you know this is fantastic. rocky mountain high like spotify just, playlist for yeah, every just big a mountain put then, it into the rfp right right, and, right then come up with an airport you know jefferson airplane come up with some you know, like so i think that you could really get people jazzed up pun intended <laughs> about experiencing and maybe maybe if i could suggest to my friends without engaging and i was warned not to sort of enter into the debate on the inland port but my one suggestion for the next public meeting would to be play lionel richie and Yanni for a good two hours before the meeting starts and maybe have a harp player (laughs) in the room playing the harpsichord during the meetings and have a couple of like yoga instructors there uh, give out some cucumber mint water. There's so many different things that we can do. It's brilliant. To I need promote to harm. State payroll. Oh, ASAP. totally. No, I'll do this. I'll, I'll 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 do that part pro bono. But I'm all about I'm all Maybe, about peace I think and love. At, at this stage, we could actually get Yanni to. Co- I, I mean, I'm sure he's available. Um, uh, to, you know, to don't come be and, so. Sh- I that, mean, <laughs> he's he's got quite a. Fo- you know, there's a lot. You know, the 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 people that like don't. Uh, want to in- that don't care about investing in environmentally conscious sure. things. Yeah, you know that over eighty ninety population. They're you know that's the reason why Yanni's concerts are sold out at the Parthenon and you know in the Vegas Strip. They're, they're, <laughs> you're, it's going to cost you. <laughs> I, I, I have to tell you, I've been out on Yanni for a while, so I, apparently I need to get okay, back in. Okay, I'm going to so. help you with this. Yanni's on tour right now <gasps> in Egypt. So no way. <laughs> yeah, uh, legit. So, he's. So, just one other quick plug and it's on piano and intimate conversation is how it's. Oh, worded, I love by that. That way. sounds so. That's uh, yeah. that's so Spencer Hall were here. That's Curiosity. like every, yeah. every Friday He's night. He's going to be in Tucson pretty soon. Uh, just one one quick plug for my favorite band, Red Hot Chili Peppers played in front of the the Great Pyramid. Uh, in Egypt like a few weeks ago and it was just the most redonkulous rock concert uh, ever that they streamed live and so if I'm you're a big to fan yeah, if you're gonna yeah. be oh, a big yeah. fan it's sort of like you know watching like Metallica and they played with the San Francisco like orchestra yeah Philharmonic like, or the Philharmonic yeah. like it's like that type of like epic so uh, oh which gosh. obviously concerts lead to economic multipliers and are really good for the economy. <laughs> so we'll it. tie it back. Great segue, <laughs> Owen, for yeah. your ideas for yeah. the airport. Well, and you mentioned the moonshot. So Owen has. <laughs> oh the yeah, we're not, we're not even get to we all the that. moonshots. I don't. Which, which ones do you want? What are you referring I, to specifically, Abby? I've, it's, it's fine. I've got on so many uh, big, uh, you know, text rants on crazy ideas. These guys don't know which one I'm coming with. But all right, so That's true, one everyone. thing that I'm interested in <laughs> is uh, the idea of a world fair. 
in that area. Just kind of um, take advantage of the space we've got. Uh, the last World Fair that was really huge that was, you know, one of these that everybody comes through that I've read a lot about was 2010 in Shanghai. There was another in 2015, another coming up in 2020, I think, in UAE, um, United Arab Emirates. Go, that, go, go to Dubai next year. I've been there. They've been planning this forever. And I've met. They, they actually have a minister of happiness, which is the <gasps> best. That was the okay, best I've been, title. I've been it, it's, applying it's, for that it's, for it's, years. He's been no trying to convince us to me. go. Yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, he's been trying to get <laughs> yeah. us on yeah. a trip. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. It's the way that it, it works there. It's it's like uh, you've got the crown prince, deputy crown prince. Lieutenant Governor and then Minister of Happiness is sort of the org structure there. I'm good with that. Yeah. As, yeah. as long as the yeah. Lieutenant Governor is ahead of the Minister <laughs> yeah, of Happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, you can keep which can, which can easily turn into the Minister of Unhappiness. <laughs> no, so. you know what? This is a good idea. It's okay, wiki date real fast. The responsibility of this office is, is to align and drive government policy to create social good and satisfaction. That is go. right up our alley. Great. It's true. We, we do it anyway. It's just yeah, inherent to who Twitter, we are. It's your Twitter for sure. <laughs> so world fairs were a huge thing. They are now kind of, but they haven't been here. It's time for us to bring them back. They have, they have other kinds of things that are not just the big, um, huge ones, like the one in Shanghai that had 70 million plus people come to it. Oh and these are smaller. These are uh, for a specific purpose. And if we do one of those, I'd like it to be about um, man's mission to Mars. We have all kinds of stuff going on in the state. We actually have things down south that look like Mars, where like students at BYU and other places are doing test runs. We have all kinds of scientists Area working on that. Kind of a let's, big get deal Elon, lately. let's get Elon out here. Let's have our uh, World Fair in that Don't area. Don't rush Area 51 people. <laughs> yes. It won't turn out well. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's uh, other things. People are trying to rush the church headquarters, I heard down. I hope yeah, they don't try to do that. It's not, not a good cool. idea. Okay. So, uh, I, the reason I like those is you have some things that stay. A lot of the things that are in big cities that are really lasting landmarks uh, come from some event like that. Whether or not we do the World Fair, what my hope would be, and we've talked about this here on the pod before, is could that land and place rival in the not-too-distant future Temple Square to be the most visited place in Utah? And could it be something that is so iconic that everyone who comes here says they have to see? The last time I looked at the Temple Square numbers, it's been a little while, like 5 million people a year were coming to Temple Square. Can we beat that there? Can we have some symbol where people say, when we're in Utah, this is what you've got like to go. Space Needle. Like That's it, right. It symbolizes hope. It mo- literal moonshot, but this would be a Mars shot. Could be. Could oh. be. Yeah, could be. So, Should, and, yeah. you know. You're, and, you're not helping, Mike. No, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Stop it's encouraging like, yeah. him. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm officially making him the, the, the second nerdiest <laughs> worst. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love this stuff. Okay. Just, just kidding. So, uh, what I really wanted to do, though, is think about things that will... Um, you, you talked about this point to the future, and that's what I'm kind of wondering, Mike, from your examples, there's like the smart cities, that w- what Toronto's been doing, and you read about ups and downs there and in Estonia and other places. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, what do you see are the things that are actually working? Because one of the worst things that can happen with the future of, you know, the, the future city idea, have you ever been to Disneyland and you go to that one part that's like Tomorrowland, but yeah. it feels like what Tomorrowland was supposed to be in 1970, and it's really weird? They never like, updated it. They didn't update it. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, how do you uh, how do you build something now today that's going to also evolve? So, yes, it's the city yeah. of the future, but um, you know, it'll be the city of future even in fifteen years. Yeah. So, I think the most important thing to do, um, like for example, with with Disneyland, with the Tomorrowland, is it's narrated by Angela Lansbury, and I see that as a kind of a limiting factor from a generational That's the last inter- thing I expected to come out of yeah. yeah and so I would say nothing against mur- you know, murder she wrote killed yeah. it yeah. for many years but you was might want to get Potts too I want to say she was yeah. Mrs. She Potts was. she was oh very good yeah no That's she's right. yeah. 
Yeah, check None out our IMDb page. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I have the Angela Lansbury action figure at home. It's awesome. <laughs> um, I do believe that you need to think big, and these transformational technologies, AI, nanotechnology, 3D printing, um, Internet of Things, connected devices, edge computing, 5G, there's you know, a couple of dozen out there, but really eight or nine anchor transformative technologies. I love the idea of building something that thinks about what what does it look like giving hope. And that's what you hear Elon and Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson. I mean, they got to know something. They're worth like zillions of quadrillions of rubles or whatever. <laughs> Current, yeah. You know, they arbitrage it's the currency lot. markets, yeah. sure. so whatever, whatever currency you want to denominate it. They have a lot of money, and that's what they're focusing their their pet projects on. And I don't think it's like a coincidence. They pro they're like probably like, yo, dude, you, can we get to Mars? Yeah, we got to get there quickly. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to know how quickly we need to be on Mars, but I like the idea of dreaming to go there and democratizing the ideas and the hopes and the vision that would come from that, displaying the technologies and bringing the universities the academics, the private sector leaders, you know, the big thinkers. And I'm going to tell you, like, I've got, uh, I'll admit I've got a bit of a man crush on you, but it, it, <laughs> thank it, you. But, thank you. but, but it's, it, it's, you know, you, you're my silver medalist to Neil deGrasse Tyson. He is, <laughs> I'll take it. yeah, he's, he's just epic. Awesome. And, you know, when you listen to people like that speak, it's like that spine tingling, you know, thinking about the cosmos and the universe and then trying to associate back to us as humans. And, you know, we are so important, but yet I hate to say insignificant in the size of the infinite universe, but it's important for us while we're on this earth to think about what we can do and how big we can dream. Well, just one other point on this, and this is, you know, without John here to talk about his deep cut, super nerdy things that he loves, like the, you know, history of Santa Quinn in uh, 1895 or whatever, <laughs> I'm going to share one of mine, which is these geopolitical, uh, you know, sites that I subscribe to where like strategists, military strategists, geopolitical strategists talk about what's going on. And one of the big articles that I read recently was about uh, really the exploration of the new world, uh, funded largely by Portugal and Spain, and what similarities similarities there are and are not when you compare that with what's happening in space right now. And the big difference really is that right now we haven't found the clear economic incentive. There's a lot of things that we're pulling people, you know, basically the Ottomans had taken over Turkey, and so the trade route from India was shut down. So when Portugal- Is this recent? This is, I'll tell you about this. Yeah, this is, this I, is, uh, I've been no, busy lately. I mean, I, something about Vasco da Gama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fountain of Youth, Pizarro. Yes. Okay, sorry, so, I'm just, so, my bad. Basically, there was this economic incentive that was driving you know, Portugal. They had to get to India, and Spain was desperate. They said, well, we need that, so yeah, go do this crazy thing and try to find another way there and all that. So what a lot of uh, creative people are turning on right now, this is a true moonshot, is what is the economic incentive in space? And like I'll tell you, space tour tourism probably is not it. But some people are talking about power, solar power in space, because you get out of the cloud system. So solar power in space could be really remarkable. And how do you get that then transferred back down? But basically, that's what's going to unlock space travel in a big way, is when there's a clear, huge 
financial incentive in addition to like all the scientific gains and kind of like the the feeling of the heart that we are exploring the edge of what mankind knows so uh you know maybe utah can be a part of that whole story we already are but maybe we can let the rest of the world know that we're part of it too I love it. Thank you for that. Uh, it was educational uh, and inspiring. I, I laid out through three of ten, but you know we'll save those for another day. Yeah, okay? I think I have allergies because there's some tears coming out of my eyes. That was one of the most inspirational things that I've ever. Unfortunately, you just moved into the silver medal spot uh, behind yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. So yeah. I, it's it's fine. Thank Less you for pressure. pandering, yeah. Mike. Okay, Anytime. now I'm just going to throw one tiny, tiny, quick last oh. thing before a break, and this is you guys don't know about this, Spencer and Abby, because you live in Fairview, but my friend. Friends that are in the, this tech corridor here that are living and working on Silicon Slopes, I'm hearing many of them say consistently that they wish they had more time with their hands in soil, their hands working well, with animals. We can we can help with that. <laughs> Come down to our so, farm. So we've got a couple options. One is a Hyperloop. <laughs> you know, we can do that. But another is people, you know, out to Fairview to help with moving sure, the pipe. Yeah. But another one is that's interesting is when you build these communities of the future, I wonder how much you think about that, this fact that we're becoming so much less connected to land, to being outside. Uh, a friend of mine wants to actually create a, a community where there is like a big community farm, any farmer who runs it and teaches people how to do it and you have your own plots but that way when you go on vacation like you know someone's still going to milk the cows having grown up on a farm and still living in farming <laughs> sounds like a nightmare yeah. <laughs> people trying think to that's trying to idea. get my yeah. own kids that, to work and wrangle them yeah. that, that's why know. that's why god invented grocery stores uh, just saying well at least i had to get well, one idea shot down I'm before glad mike shot that yeah, idea yeah. i'm just well done. Well, let's go forward folks <laughs> stay, stay, stay off of our onward farm. okay yeah. <laughs> so we we actually have to wrap yeah. we're we're running out of time um i want to i want to talk a little nba with you uh, mike you you're really Please. excited about this oh year um, give, give us your your best take ever. On, on the NBA, right best yeah. offseason I'm, I'm I'm super pumped about the jazz and Conley and the growth of Donovan Mitchell and you know Gobert. he is just such a glass cleaner um, young talent seasoned veterans uh, you know I also and of course are we gonna know, win it all Mike <laughs> That's what uh, I need to know. <laughs> I, I know that in Utah, it's not, uh, you know, it's not looked upon favorably to gamble. But at, you know, fourteen to one to seventeen to one, that's yeah. pretty. I saw fifteen yesterday. Yeah, so. that's that. They, I think that that's worth betting a nickel on, and then getting, I think, seventy cents if you hit it big. Uh, I, I like it, dis, you know, in terms of value mm-hmm. that there's, and if not this year. In in coming years, and uh, you know what I thought was heartfelt. Sorry to get off topic. Was was the tweet I read between uh, Joe Ingles and Ricky Rubio, and I I cried again. I, I just I don't know why. Maybe it's being surrounded by ladies and cats, but I cry a lot. I really <laughs> do. Yeah. Do it's yeah. also the 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 Lionel Richie playing on loop, <laughs> you know, the all cucumber. the time. Yeah, and the cucumber mint water. Your life yeah. should probably be a sitcom at it's some point. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a mental health counselor, which is great. So I get treatments for free from her, which is. Do you provide her awesome. free economic advice? I, yes, I do fiscal impact studies whenever <laughs> she needs them. I'm just trying to picture you with like some sunglasses. Sculpting uh, a bust of Lionel Richie. Oh, this is how I see you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, so just real, real quick. I have in my room a Lionel Richie t shirt that has the picture of him of the bust. 
and it says all night long on it. And I will email it to you when I get back. I can't I, wait. I have, uh, yeah. And if if there's a sort of way around the state ethical laws, well, you can buy it for him because oh, you yeah. you bought the Joe Ingles for Governor Jersey That's off right. of Etsy, <laughs> which I won't say that I told Kristen. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it pretty is. It's I gave a great, it to son, though, not to him. Yeah, she gave it to my son. Can you believe that? So he and he wears it, it he, now. Is he the musician? Yeah, he's the musician. Yeah. What's in the water gear. that all the politicians? Like sons are good singers. Well, so the, the governor's boys performed at the uh, rodeo oh, last night. They Lord, sang they the were, uh, national anthem. They're very good. Oh, so good it was huh? like this is Brad? that was very like good. The a, three boys, the three a yeah. plus acapella, and yeah. they hit some high notes, and they were you know compli- It was like in stereo. They weren't all singing the same notes at the same time, and. I cried, believe it or not. <laughs> I did. Seems yeah. pretty on brand. So with, <laughs> with this jazz yeah. team, the cool yeah. thing yeah. for all of us fans that are having a hard time with the breakup of this bunch we love so much, uh. it seems like all the ties they're taking with them. Like as Derek Favors left and such class shown by Gail Miller and the organization taking an article, you know, an, a whole page ad out in the paper to say thank you to him. It's like, you know, hey, we're all still friends. We're going to be rooting for D Faves and Zion. Zion. Yeah, I I see that on social media. It's amazing as people leave Utah, you really see and feel the love that you don't see in a lot of cities. Right. You know, when they come back. There is one exception to that a couple years ago, but we'll, you know, (laughs) we won't talk talk about that on this podcast. It's like Voldemort, you don't say the name. Like, you. We we say it, we just say it wrong. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) and I love the, uh, what's it called? The city jerseys with the. Oh yeah, yes. the, the stripes. And how about Donovan Mitchell's cool. new shoes with the mailman? The, the, the new the new shoes are pretty fantastic too. If you haven't checked them out, Donovan has a new line of shoes. Uh, I'm all over they're, that. They're incredible. So. I'm convinced you don't sleep, Grella, in order to no. know all of this stuff. There's I, gotta be. I do take melatonin gummies. I have been known for that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, it helps me. It helps me cry myself to sleep at night. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's so it's, good. It's, it's yeah. It's a good but. Uh, jazz, jazz in six um, is what I'm going with for uh, at least for the Western Conference. I don't know where we're we'll take going it. on the yeah, east. Jazz in it. six yeah. against the Clippers. You're going to go with the betting favorite. Yeah, I think I'll I'll go with the betting. But I got to tell you, the I have a love for Portland as a fan base in the city. I know that there's a rivalry no, there. No, 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 no. But, we, no that's but the like thing. McCollum and like they... Do you know about and uh, Lillard. Damian Lillard going to school here in Utah? So yeah, as, I, as soon as we're not cheering for the Jazz, we're all cheering for Portland Rip here. Rip City, baby. Yeah, that's I mean, everybody's I, second favorite they, team. They, they, oh it really God. is. Yeah, and yeah. it's like the, the love, and you know how I can tell that he's from Utah? When he signed his extension, just the heartfelt... Like you really believed it. It's like, yeah, you could look past the hundred zillion dollar contract that you sign, but it really was focused on the relationship with the community. And certainly could have said, I'm going to create a super team, and I'm going to team with Zion and you know, and and Wilt Chamberlain and Magic Johnson, (laughs) and we're going to Larry Bird. We're going to get every. We're going to start exhuming players from from 50 years ago. But it just you could tell, and I feel the same thing with you know the the players on in Utah. Maybe it's a Western Conference or or you know kind of Mountain West thing. Is that there's a love of fan and a love of community, and I'll I'll try to wrap up with this. Um, my Uber driver, sorry, Lyft driver, maybe Uber driver. Um, the other day, last time I was here, 
told me that the state or the franchise was was deeded to the city. In, in a way, so, they, in they, a way, they put it into a trust. Into a trust, yeah, so yeah. that it stays. Yeah. In the city, and I, I cried when I <laughs> when I heard that. So did we. Yeah. We joined you when I we were yeah. there. Yeah, I was like, it was really moving. And usually, you know, Uber drivers don't make me cry. But when he said that, it was really heartfelt. And I think about like the Kaufman family in Kansas City, and there's a handful of families that really drive philanthropy that are also, uh, you know, sports team owners and whatnot. Just love to love to hear something like that. The pay it forward and generations to come can feel really good about you know putting your heart and soul into something that you that won't get ripped away from you. It's ours I love forever. It. I love it. All right, I'm going to bring this home. Yep. Are you ready for this? Done. Okay. So I, I just I just I was thinking about this. <laughs> this is the way my mind worked. Um, c- comparing the NBA to to Utah and and uh, one of the concerns I have. So to, to all of our listeners out there, especially those in Silicon Slopes who are, are doing great things, um, you know, Utah is a very unique place, and uh, I think being self aware is is really important. We know what we're good at. We know what we're not good at. Um, we're not LA, right? Um, and speaking now of the Jazz, right? We we knew. We we didn't have a shot to go out and get somebody like Anthony Davis. So yeah. what do we do? We bring in somebody that, that we know, Mike Conley, who's going to fit in perfectly. Teammate here. of the year. Teammate of the year. Great and he, guy. And he has two eyebrows. So you're getting a lot more value per eyebrow. It's, it's yeah. true. Yeah. It, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So, um, and and that's you know we don't try to be something we're not. Right. We're going to maximize our potential. Um, and I, I think I, I want to say that for the state of Utah as well, um, especially for Silicon Slope. We're not Silicon Valley. And I think the more we try to be, um, the worse off we're going to be because we'll never be Silicon Valley um, and we don't need to be. Um, that's what makes us unique is that we are different and uh, we're better in so many ways. And so I, I've just been kind of thinking about that the last few days. You know, we need to lean into what we're, we're really good at and uh, and people will want to come and play for us. Not everybody, but we don't want those people anyway. We want the, the person from uh, I say Shanghai, but however you, oh, yeah, yeah, you sorry. pronounce she it. She told me that but it's, it's fine. It's in, you know, it's I fine. just heard her but, say it. But so. no, we, we want those type of people we love having the Mike Grillas of the world come and spend time with us. Mike, uh, it's been a pleasure, a rollicking pleasure. Origato. I, I don't know what that means, but I, I think it means I'm amazing, and thank you. Shesha. Thank you. All right. Thank you. This has been fun. We hope you'll come back sometime. And, uh, absolutely. Uh, we would love to go to a jazz game with you. So done. Let's, we will, uh, we'll, and what's the dress code? Let's make the uh, casual. I, I just, I'm just going with casual. So or business casual. Either one okay. works. All right. So, Thank you. All right. This has been uh, another episode of Cox and Friend. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you'll come back next week. And uh, remember to uh, to always do good. Cox and Friends out. I don't care about you. So open your eyes and look to the sky There's nobody left to watch you fall I don't worry about you As far as I can see you up and left me and now